Excellent. So after I'm, even the zoom ends, you'll see it it'll automatically change. Yeah? Then it'll, it'll show you four. That file will open up into into four 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 formats. Yeah? It'll show you an audio, audio only, the video. Yeah? But down we'll discuss with you. So I think we can start now. Yeah, we can start since everything is all set up. So Grace, let's look at this. What what do we mean when we say Grace? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? So mm -hmm. yeah. And we need yeah. automatically save to my computer. It'll automatically convert. It it'll convert from a, a recording to a file. It'll from zero to hundred percent. It'll automatically convert. In my computer. Yeah? Will it be in my computer? Yeah, it will be on your laptop. Yeah, it will save as a file. Yeah, as a file with the four four documents, four formats. Yeah, four documents. Yes. So let's start. Yeah, maybe unless you know, you'd like to add anything on that. But I believe you can begin. Yeah. So what do we mean? You no, know, we always say grace. Yeah. Let's start by there. What what is grace? Yeah, what do you mean when we say grace? Yeah? God's unmerited. Well is here. Mm -hmm. Branis has told us God's unmerited favor. Eh? That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Anyone else would like to share? What do you, what do you guys? What do you guys always say? We are said by grace, ye through faith. Yeah. What do you mean? What is this grace I see here? What is this grace? Yeah? Okay. What I'll tell you guys, what is grace? Branis has given us a good point on grace, and maybe I would like also to add on that. Grace. Grace is undeserved acceptance. Undeserved acceptance and love from God, yeah? Undeserved. You don't deserve it for surely. Who here deserves who thinks they they Yeah. I believe now, but by grace, by grace, no one deserves, no one deserves salvation, no one deserves redemption. But by his grace, by his and his, his uh, deserved acceptance and his love, he forgave us. Yeah, so, uh, that's what I would consider grace. Yeah, and uh, we often say the term. Yeah, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter two. Yeah, a good verse. Yes. Yeah. By grace he has saved. Yeah. Ephesians. The book of for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Grace is the gift. It is a gift. For by grace ye saved and not of yourselves. It is a gift. It's a gift, the gift of God. And also another question, is even grace come here, yeah? How do you end up having grace? How do you just end up? Grace came with Jesus, yeah? That's where grace originates. It came with Jesus, yeah? It came, again, we see, yeah? In uh, John chapter one. John chapter 1, verse 17, grace came by Jesus. And we'll, we'll get to see uh, along a longer, we'll get to see in a longer passage in Romans, but let's look at the one in John chapter 1. Yeah? 
John chapter 1, verse 7. Given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Yeah? So, guys, grace and truth came by Jesus. Grace and truth, it came by Jesus Christ. So, I think that's the simplest answer we can get. Yeah? It came by Jesus. Grace and truth came by Jesus. The law is given by Moses. Then we can get to see now a longer description yeah? in the book of Romans chapter 5. How again did this grace come? Yeah? We get to see in another passage in Romans chapter 5. Yeah? Romans chapter 5 from verse 12 to 21. Yeah? Romans chapter 5 from verse 12 to 21. It, it says this. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed, imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitation, who is the figure of him that was come. But not as the offense, so also is the free, free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as, as it was by the one that had sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was come by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more which had received abundance of grace and of the gift of life in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, was by the offense of one judgment came upon condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men and to die. Was by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more. That as sin hath reigned, even so, grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life but let me go back to verse 12 okay so let's verse by verse yeah? verse 12 wherefore as by one man sin entered the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men that all are entered into the by one man came by adam yeah sin entered into the world by adam yeah guys eh? Sin didn't enter the world by Adam. And uh, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Yeah? You see, if, if, if there's no law, there's, there's no sin. Yeah? There's no law, there's sin. Because these guys, let's look at where sin entered. Sin entered and broken the disobedience. The Lord gave them it from the other tree don't eat don't eat from that one the tree of knowledge of good and evil so sin came was imputed there eh? something be broken yeah nevertheless death reigned from adam and had not who is the of him that was to come yeah and uh you see, guys, uh, death, death came by Adam. Yeah, you know, you guys know, chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin, yeah, 
So through this when sin came, you know, death reigned because sin was abounding there. Sin was abounding. Yeah. And everyone faced death. Death came into this world by one man. Through one man. Death came upon. That's why if we, if we, if I could skip up to verse uh, verse uh, okay, not skip, but let, let's go and continue this here. If 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 that verse if by one's man's offense death reigned by one, yeah. Through one death came. Yeah? That one man, sin came. For the ages of sin and death, death came upon all men. But again, we're saying, yeah, who is the figure of him that was to come? And uh, uh, why is it saying that? Uh, so guys, yeah, from this verse, we see that, you see Adam, yeah? Adam was a type. Adam, yeah? Adam was a, a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's clear. It says, who is the figure of him? Yeah? Adam, 15, yeah? You'd get to see why Christ is being referred to as the second Adam, yeah? Adam was a type of our Lord Jesus Christ. And another person who's like a type of our Lord Jesus Christ is Melchizedek, yeah? Is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah? A figure of him that was to come. And this we carry on to see, verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. I think this again, through one man, through one offense, the the gift of the offense came to this, the, the condemnation, death. But again, through one man, that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the grace of God and the gift by grace, it abounded unto us many. Yeah? It has come, it abounded unto many. Yeah. And we carry on to verse 16. And not as it, not as it was by one. And not as it was by one that had sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of the many offenses and to justification. Yeah. So guys, uh, through again that one man, we're seeing sin came and you know, I told you everything that you do has wages. If you do good for the wages of righteousness is a tree of life, for the wages of unrighteousness is condemnation. I see this, through this one man, the gift, the judgment of condemnation was proclaimed, it came. But then again, through another man, but the free gift, no, through another man, yeah, but the free gift is of many offenses and to justification. Through another man, there came another wages of righteousness, of justification, yeah? Righteousness goes with justification. Sin goes with unrighteousness, which goes with condemnation. As I told you guys, two things can, will, will happen to people on judgment, day. either, We'll all be judged, and uh, there are two outcomes here. There is justification. Your imp- righteousness is imputed unto you, and there is condemnation. You've been condemned, yeah? So here we're told, through one man, that condemnation came, and through another, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, justification came, righteousness came. And we carry on. I didn't really want to focus, but guys, we're just looking at the origin. Yeah? We're just going at the origin. We're not yet going through the abusing of grace. We're just going, perusing to through the origin. Verse 17, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Again, we're seeing this is how serious it was. By one man, by one man, death reigned by one. Much more they which receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Righteousness came by one, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace came in abundance by one. 
the gift of righteousness. Yeah. It came also by one, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we carry on verse 18. Therefore, by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one, one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. I see these guys again. Verse 18 to 19, yeah? By one. By one condemnation came, but again by one, the free gift of life, justification, righteousness, it came. Again by who? The second Adam, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we carry on. Yeah? For us by many, uh, for us by one, one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Yeah? So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. By the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous. Again, we see the similitude and the seriousness of this, yeah? Through one man's sin dreams. Then we carry on by finishing verse 20 to 21. Serious passage that, again, I would say it's misinterpreted, yeah? Verse 20 to 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through the righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I see this, guys. The law entered here. Yeah, there was a fence, yeah? No, the, the law was there. It, it was abounding. It was keeping people, yeah? Uh, it's what? In Galatians chapter, uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 22, where it talks about the law, yeah? Keeping people, yeah? But... Uh, grace, it, it's freedom, it sets people free, free gift of eternal life, yeah? Here we see, moreover the law into the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, you see, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, yeah? Not where grace, not where sin continues to abound, it's where grace, ab where sin abounded, not where sin continues to abide, it, it's where sin ab abounded, where it was, yeah? Where sin was on this world, Grace much more did abound, yeah? Let's talk about uh, sin. It, it was abounding, yeah, but our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ came. It abounded much more, yeah? Doesn't mean uh, that now we misinterpret this. I know some other versions, even they have different meanings to this, yeah? And uh, now they've converted this, you know, wait, I don't know. Other versions, they talk about that uh, where grace abounds, you see? It, it was as if it's continuous, yeah? Where it abounds, yeah? Grace much more, no, no. It's when it abounded on this earth, but Jesus came. And grace did much more. That so we should, anyone, no one should miss out. Yeah. So guys, yeah. Let me well, look at that. In fact, uh, yeah. Death is the last enemy to be defeated. I'm sorry, I gave you a wrong reference. Sorry for that, Holy Ghost. Lead me and guide me on this. It's in First Corinthians chapter 15. Yeah? It's in First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15 talks about this. Yeah. Uh huh. First Corinthians chapter 15. From verse First Corinthians chapter fifteen, from verse fifty-four. From verse fifty-four, it says, "So, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written: Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the Strength of sin is the law. Yeah. The death is the last enemy to be defeated. Yeah. The last enemy. And uh, uh, we can look at, uh, we go back to 
that uh, why why I refer to you guys yeah the last enemy you see verse 21 where see that rain unto death even so grace reigneth unto righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord yeah I see this sin sin gives out those temporary pleasures yeah it gives you those temporary pleasures but you see the end of sin is where I trend out unto death you just die there'll be eternal doom yeah that's why you end up the second death you end up in the second death yeah eternal doom but you were seeing that through grace through righteousness you'll end up eternal life with jesus christ our lord i'm thinking philip philip could share yeah, <laughs> philip, i have a question yeah yeah is it correct to say that like religion is sin's best friend is that correct religion to say yeah I wouldn't say religion, yeah, because uh, the word religion actually it has been misinterpreted, yeah. The religion has yes. been misinterpreted, yeah. It has been interpreted. <laughs> Brandy says yes. <laughs> Brandy, why do you say? If I'm able to make my comment, yeah. What do you say? No. Yeah. Branis is Branis here. Branis has, has frozen. Is it my connection? Guys, can you hear me? No, I'm not sure. It might be my connection. Yeah? Oh, it's Branis. So, okay. So I can carry on. Well, I was telling you, Philip, yeah? the word religion has been misinterpreted. Yeah? If you actually read the Bible, what religion means, yeah? religion means that it means Helping the poor. Let me, in fact, let's get that verse here. Yeah? James, James chapter one, verse James chapter one, verse twenty-six to twenty-seven. Yeah, this is what religion means according to the Bible. Yeah, but it has been seriously misinterpreted. Yeah, like just the word tolerance. Tolerance has been seriously misinterpreted. But let's not get to that. Look at religion. James chapter one, verse twenty-six to twenty-seven. It says, "If any man among you seem to be religious." And bridleth not his tongue, be this and but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. Listen to verse 27. There's a pure religion. Christ is a pure religion. Following it's the pure religion, following Christ. I know many people tend to say relationship, relation. I do agree with you, but uh again, relationship. Yeah, I do agree, but you know, this one is it's crystal clear. It's written a pure religion, yeah. Yeah. Also, relationship is there, but it's also religion pure religion look at verse 27 it says pure religion and undefiled before god and the father is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from this world that's pure religion i see this how do you keep yourself unspotted from the world you see it, it all comes back to christ i think that you can only keep yourself from the world by keeping in the word because you know you remember what christ says here yeah? that in john chapter 14 you are not of the world yeah if you of the world uh, the world will love you. It all goes back to Christ. Yeah? So I think that Philip, that's something. It's it is religion. Yeah. So like it's, uh, religion and it is also religion. So like, is it yes or no? That's why I said that according to that statement. Yeah. Please repeat your question. He said religion is sin is man's best friend. So that's what I heard. Is sin's best I asked, friend? Yes, I asked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ask like you are religion. asking that if religion is sin's best friend. Yeah. Okay, this is what I have to say about. Yeah. Do you know what religion is? 
The reason why people give a certain belief a religion, it means that they're in a kind of relationship with an, a deity or a divine being. Now, for a very human beings have been trying to get in a connection with God, that's evident. Since the beginning of time, since Adam fell, people have always tried to get to God through the law, through sacrifices, through prophets, through divine intermediaries, every single they've tried, but all the ways they failed. That's why the relationship between man and God is called a spiritual, it's, it's spiritual, it's a relationship. And this is because of one man, Jesus Christ. Because he says, Father, when he was praying, he said that I and you will come and make a home with them. So Christ and God to come and make a home with us, right? And live in us, you understand? That's why it's a relationship because we get to see God through Christ. But other religions, the reason why we don't call Christianity a religion is because religions try to get into contact with God. But for us, our contact has already been established. God took it upon himself to make a contact between him and man. That's how much he loved us. That's why John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that through him we may get eternal life. And remember, the nature of God is life. God is full of life. That's his nature. So the only way that you are going to get in contact with him is until we took his nature, we partook of the eternal life through Christ. That's why it was so important that Christ would come so that the law would stop operating because the law was trying to demand from you things that some couldn't give. It wasn't an equal balance, you understand? So religion tries to put a picture whereby you have to do something to get in contact. You have to do something of your own power and not relying on someone else. Now it brings the sense of individuality. And that's why in most religions you find their ranks. There's a rank of someone who you know is, is like, oh, we are afraid of him, him is a higher. And you know, and like now the rest of the people, believers are like, okay, now we look to him so that he can show us God, you know? That's sad and that's not a fact. That's why in Christianity, we call our relationship with God, spiritual relationship. Because we get to see God all on an equal level because God does not, once you come to him, he doesn't recognize anything about you. He doesn't recognize that you're a tribe, you're a boy, you're a man, you're 56, 16, you are a Gentile or a Lou or a Jew. He doesn't recognize that. He says he sees us all as he sees Christ because Christ is the head of the church. So the thing with religion for me is that I don't agree when people call Christianity a religion because when you call it a religion, you scrap out Christ. You mean that man is trying to get to God with their own needs. So I would say, and that's how the law operated. And you know, the law, the power of the law was sin and death. So I wouldn't say, I, I know that 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 expression you made, like the religion is sin's best friend, is 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 man, it's man-made. Someone just came up with it somewhere and was like, let me just print it. Then people read and like, wow, it's not divine, it's not a divine, it's not a divine, you know, saying. But I would say that it is not okay that a religion should be referred to as Christianity. Because in Christianity, we have a relationship inculcated in Christ Jesus. That's whom we depend on. So yeah, I don't think religion, uh -uh. it's not okay. 
Okay. It's a good comment. Good comment. When Bran is here. It's a good comment here. Yeah? And uh, Bran says that it's not religion. Yeah? And I would uh, I would say that I would agree with Bran is a relationship and also a religion. Yeah? I would say Christianity is a pure religion. Yeah. Bran, you remember that verse in James chapter 1, verse 26 to 27? Yeah. The one that talks mm -hmm. about pure religion. Yeah. Uh, pure religion. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. we are left here. Yeah. So Christianity is it's pure religion. Yeah. What I'm saying, um, we just went through, I think you are not joined, yeah. You had uh, disappeared for a moment. <laughs> well, we're saying mm -hmm. it's a, I, I do agree it's a relationship, yeah. That's true, yeah. But if you look at James chapter one, yeah, verse 26 to 27, yeah. Mm -hmm. It says that if any man seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Yeah? And verse 27, pure mm -hmm. religion and undefiled before God. And the, and the father is this, to visit, that's one, to visit uh, the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. And how do you keep unspotted from the world? It's through Jesus. Remember, Jesus says that you're not of this world. I've chosen you, yeah? So give me a second, guys. Let me just let me send a link somewhere. Give me a second. Done. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot to send someone a link. Uh, second session. Second session. Okay. Sorry for that. But I was telling you guys. I was I was explaining to Brandis here. Yeah? Why I'm saying that it, it, it's a religion, yeah? That first James 1 verse 27, yeah? First James chapter 27. Pure religion and defiled before God is, and the Father is to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unsupported. Are you seeing this? And I told you the only way you can keep unsupported from the world, remember, it's through Jesus, yeah? Jesus says in John chapter 15 verse 8, yeah? I've chosen you out of the world. Jesus says, you, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Yeah, James 4. Before. You see that it keeps on saying that you know it all goes back to Jesus. Yeah, the only way to keep yourself unspotted from the world is through Jesus. Yeah, mm. so that's what I'm saying. It's I do agree it's a relationship and all and uh, yeah, pure yeah. religion. I was talking about religion in the face in the in the face of, of the, what the world the world has 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 the world. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, it yeah. has been misinterpreted. Yeah, it's very true. According to the world's point of view, exactly. I would say it has been misinterpreted here. Yeah? But according to the scriptural view, yeah, that's what pure religion is. I do agree. In the world view, uh, I'm pretty sure you'll find different different meaning here. Yeah? <laughs> it has been seriously misinterpreted here yeah? in the world's view. So I believe we could carry on. Mr. Philip has not joined us yet. Yeah. But uh, now oh, this really took time, yeah. But it's always good to go read the scriptures, yeah. This one on uh, look at the origin here. Yeah? We shouldn't rush. We should go slowly. Yeah? See what God says. Yeah. Um, and it's very important here, yeah? guys. It's very crucial here. Yeah? When uh, whether you're doing Bible study, you're reading a verse on your own. Yeah. I would, uh, I would always say, yeah. Even though it's one verse, yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Ask the Holy Ghost to reveal to you. Yeah? We shouldn't go in the Bible. Yeah. Ask the Holy Ghost. Yeah? We should look at it crucially. Yeah. At a verse. Let's look at it, what it means. So now we've looked at the origin of grace. We looked who came by, how grace came about here. Yeah? Now let's come, uh, come about uh, today to, according to, let's go to today's topic here, yeah? abusing God's grace. Yeah. Can someone abuse God's grace? 
And the uh, answer is yes. And I'll tell you, many Christians are abusing God's grace. Yeah, many. In fact, I hear one say that, you know, they say one excuse I've heard is that, you know, my, my sins have been forgiven. Yeah. So they say, you see, every time they, they've already been forgiven. So I can sin. Yeah. That's one of the excuses of using God's grace. Another one I've heard. Yeah. No, they keep on saying, you know, as a Christian, you know, saying, all this time, that's why I've been saying all this time, it's a problem of knowledge. You get it's exactly so that's why because people don't know they don't understand exactly they don't understand. and romans chapter 6 will explain that so well that's where because we're i've been like people who do that don't understand that that the, the knowledge they, they should have knowledge about it because yes their sins have been forgiven but what are you they supposed don't fully to read the scripture dead you know yeah, yeah. Love exactly that's very true they don't Let's they don't read on yeah this Paul guy that's how we're going to Romans 6 a very interesting passage now to answer that yeah I was just outlining some of the excuses yeah one they say you know my sins are and I do agree but you yeah. see they don't continue reading the scripture yeah and uh, again yeah. I'll give you guys an example of they such don't people understand. yeah what does yeah. it mean sins are forgiven yeah and I'll give you guys another example of miss another serious misinterpretation of heard you know like people who, who who say you know as a christian you cannot judge yeah in uh, romans in matthew chapter 7 it says what yeah judge not that you be not judged. i've seen that people now say you know that's scripture you know you can't judge yeah and it ends like that they don't continue reading on yeah they don't read on to where christ said judge righteously yeah don't judge by appearances judge righteously and you know, when you're judging righteously mm-hmm. you know it's you're correcting someone you know you're rebuking someone Teach correcting them yeah, you're rebuking someone, correcting them, and teaching the path of righteousness. Yeah, you're proclaiming Even judgment, on yeah? the purposes of the world, righteous the judgment. The second exactly. Timothy 3:16 explains that the yeah. word is to be used that's for righteous judgment, proof, reproving, teaching, rebuking, and correction, and correction, and exactly. to the righteous part. So, but are you seeing that a if a person the now they tell you, judge not, and that doesn't end an example of serious misinterpretation, yeah. People don't want to be corrected, yeah? you know, the righteous judgment, yeah? It's very sad. Another misinterpretation of scripture. You see, you people know, are yeah, you explain to no them, you tell them, sure, of course you say judge not. That. But yeah, and now I'm saying the same I'm saying, yeah. I'm giving an example of the mm-hmm. serious misinterpretation we have, like this one for grace, yeah. People read scriptures, no, so they don't read the whole thing, yeah. It's very sad. That's why I think we should have Bible study yeah, to increase our knowledge. And uh, if but they if for one, if, if they didn't have knowledge, uh, maybe I would say, maybe that's good, yeah? I would say they're, incomp- they're incompetent, yeah? That's good, now they can know. But if they have the knowledge of what they're doing and they continue, now that's ignorance, yeah? So we, they, we ought not to be ignorant or incompetent, yeah? So we can carry on. This misusing of grace, you guys have had all those kinds of excuses. Uh, since I've been forgiven, you know, I, I don't deserve it. So, I, you know, I can keep on sinning because, you know, seriously, I don't deserve it. So, you know, I'll continue sinning, yeah? Because, you know, we're under grace, yeah? And many other excuses, yeah? Let's just read this Romans, yeah? Romans 6. What does scripture tell me about, again, this grace? Yeah? Can I abuse this grace? You know, let's carry on. Uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 23, yeah? This is where we'll have our answer, guys, yeah? There's no need to go fast. This is where we have direct answer, yeah? We ought not to abuse God's grace. This is a very interesting, and we'll have a good discussion of this here. So it says this from verse 1. What then shall we say? And I think we shall read till verse 14. The first part, then we go to the second part here. Yeah? We can discuss after reading till verse 14. Yeah? 
and you guys can make a conclusion yeah <laughs> can all make a conclusion from verse 1 to 14 it says what then shall we say shall we continue in sin that grace may abound god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein know ye not that so many of us were baptized into jesus christ were baptized into his death therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death but like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so should we walk in newness of life for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin we should not serve sin for he that is dead is freed from sin now if we be dead with christ we believe that we also live with him knowing that christ being raised from the dead dieth no more death hath no more dominion over him for in that he died he died unto sin once but in he that liveth he liveth unto god likewise reckon ye you also yourselves to be dead and indeed unto sin but alive unto god through jesus christ our lord let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it into the last thereof neither yield ye your members as in the as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto god as those that are alive from dead and your members as instruments of righteousness and to god and to god for sin shall not have dominion over you for ye and not under the law but under grace yeah have you guys seen that yeah very powerful then if you go from this just this first section here yeah? look look at this i think it's very clear it's very clear that you should be dead to sin no more sin zero sin yeah you are dead it should have no dominion over you let's just carry on you know verse by verse yeah totally it's crucial to see yeah we should we, we need to see yeah what does the scripture say look at this what then shall we say shall we continue in sin that grace may about no 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 so we dismiss that first uh, that first because people say no because i'm under grace you know it's okay no that is dismissed scripture clearly says it here yeah? god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer then we are dead to it yeah we're dead you guys know the meaning if you're dead you can't move longer in it yeah no you know that so many of us that's why i was saying it is a nature thing yeah <laughs> thank god so that is why i was saying it is a nature thing. Topic. because basically mm-hmm. basically yeah. you're dead to sin that's a nature the old man was crucified on the cross so now that your state yeah. is under grace and your old man is crucified on the cross why why would you go and live in you know you're dead to sin to sin you are dead christ died he was dead yeah. to sin because they're saying you were made conformable unto his death therefore you shall be made yeah. conformable unto his resurrection so when christ died yeah. he was dead to sin he died once so died you once being in christ you are dead to sin just as christ was dead to sin so it is not it is not sensible that you should go and live in sin there more anymore yet you're dead to it like that's why it's something knowledgeable man you have to know ah this explains it so well very clear it's very clear eh? shall we know you know that so many of us were baptized into jesus christ were baptized into his death 
and you know this baptism of Jesus is the baptism of being dead to sin in its wants. Being dead to sin, yeah. Therefore, we are buried with him by the baptism to death. That yeah, and if, if even like see, like, was raised let's look death. at the beginning of some of these yeah. verses. Look at verse 3 yeah. and verse 6. It talks, it's just knowing, do we not? Knowing this, no, we should know, no. So most people so don't know, knowledge. basically. That's the issue. And it's people's duty to that's tell, you, yeah. you know. That's very good. That's why I told you, yeah. There are two cases here. Either someone doesn't know, that means they're incompetent and uh, they're unskillful. And if then there's a second scenario where someone knows that's just ignorance, yeah. I think that so yeah, we should tell them that is your duty as a Christian, spread the message, spread the knowledge. Yeah. So it says here, therefore, we are buried with him by the baptism into death. That as like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so should we walk in newness. Yeah. You, you ought to walk in the new nature in righteousness, in obedience to the commands of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah? Because that's a new life. I think this because you see, guys, what is sin? I told you sin, like we read in the previous chapter, chapter five, yeah. Whereas sin is not imputed where there's no law, yeah. I told you it's where there's something is broken. Like sin, I told you the first example where sin came. It came as a result of breaking of the command of the Lord, yeah. But now Jesus has his given you the holy ghost to fill you and now you're capable you you know when you're filled with the holy ghost now you're capable to walk yeah because if you don't have the holy ghost uh, you cannot obey yeah you guys know that the spirit if you you're not filled with the spirit yeah you you can't walk in the way jesus did yeah he gave you the holy ghost he has given you let him guide you obey yeah you walk in the newness of obedience. The Holy Ghost guides you. But then again, guys, I'm not saying when you have the Holy Ghost, you cannot sin. You can't sin when you have the Holy Ghost. That's what we're told. That's grieving. You're grieving the Holy Ghost, yeah? You ought not to grieve. If you, if you continue grieving, you'll end up quenching the Holy Ghost, yeah? So, guys, follow what the Holy Ghost says. Obey him, yeah? Tells you to follow. It tells you don't do that. Don't do this. He's clearly told in Scripture. Inspired. Don't do this. You know, because what knows. people should look at when they see sin, you know, hmm? like because yeah. basically it is not in you anymore to sin. Sin is not. There's no sin in because the Bible here is saying that him who is dead has no sin. When you're dead, you have no sin. When you're dead to sin, you have no sin. So basically, it is you going to throw yourself into sin again. And obeying its last. That's why verse um verse eight verse, verse eight verse, verse nine, yeah. It has no dominion. Verse twelve, you know. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the last thereof. So you're not supposed to let it happen because that's not your nature. It is in your nature to be righteous, it is in your nature, you've been chosen by God. You have the spirit of God in you. I mean, you are made conformable unto Christ's death and his resurrection. So it is normal for you. It is your nature that you have no sin. So you should basically know that your old man who could sin, the man who, who was under Adam's rule, the first Adam's rule, who, was, who brought sin into the world, was crucified, just as Christ was crucified, and he died. But when Christ rose again, he rose again holy. 
So that's how you are. That's how your spirit is. And you have to know that so that you don't let sin take over your mortal body anymore. So basically what Christians should be told, instead of being told, you know, no, sin is everywhere, just don't do it. Instead of just giving a short summary of that, they should be told that you, you, sin is not in you. So why would you go and do it? Yet you are dead to sin. You are dead to sin. Why are you going to throw yourself in sin, you know? You should ask them like Elijah was asked by God when he went to hide in that cave. What are you doing here? What are you doing in sin? Yet you are dead to sin, you know? So basically, that rounds up the topic on abusing God's grace. Because once you abuse God's grace, you're just ignorant. You're foolish because you don't know. Disobedience. You know, so... Disobedience to his word. I just love this this scripture. It shows it opened people's eyes to it. Uh, guys, yeah, you're, you're in, that's what we're saying. When the newness of life, yeah, you ought not to, you're supposed to be dead, yeah. That's why this first segment is really talking about this. The second segment, verse 15 23, talks about obedience, obey, but that's the only way you can uh, come out of sin, yeah, by obedience because really, sin goes with disobeying, yeah. For example, yeah, I told you, yeah, the first sin it came as a result of what disobedience that's what sin is. A nature of disobedience but now you see when you come to christ your nature is supposed to be of obedience of submitting to the will of god of offering your offering your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god for this is your reasonable service it's now walking in the nature now following the way christ did and this nature we see it in scripture we're seeing it in the gospels we're seeing it in the epistles here yeah? we have been left the the way the Holy Ghost will reveal unto us what it means, and now we can walk. Now we can walk. So, guys, uh, this first segment, you know, it, it's talking about you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. Look at verse seven. For he that is dead, you see, verse seven. He that is dead, you see, when you're dead from sin, from sin, he that is dead is freed from sin. Are you guessing this? If you're dead to sin, you're freed from sin. And you guys recall, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yeah. So when you come to Christ, he set you free. Now you're dead to sin because Christ has given you a way. Christ has given you a way. Now you're dead. He set you free. Walk this way. He set you free. Eh? Uh, it's like uh, you're, you're on a road, yeah? And someone tells you, go this way. The previous way you are, it was a very rough road. Rough road. But now that Christ is telling you, go this way, yeah? He's given you the way to drive upon, to walk to obey, yeah? And he's left you from that rugged road. Now you've been set free. And remember him who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah? Then verse eight, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. Yeah? Because if you're a believer, you, you do believe again that you will have an, uh, you'll inherit eternal life with him, yeah? When you're supposed to be dead to sin once, you're supposed to be dead. You ought not to continue in sin. You now ought continue in obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ, yeah? And uh, as Brandis has told us, verse 12, yeah? You ought not to obey the lusts thereof, yeah? You ought to disobey the lusts and you ought to obey Christ. I see this. You ought to disobey those lusts. You ought to reject, to resist. For Christ gave you spirit, now you have the capabilities. You have the dynamics to resist. Then let's go on to the second part, yeah? It was 15 to 23. This is what it talks about now obedience. Who will you obey? Verse 15, 
what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace god forbid know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are to whom ye obey whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness i see these guys two ways you can either obey sin here and it's deemed unto you as unrighteousness yeah condemnation or you can here choose to serve christ you can here choose to obey christ to to come obey jesus our lord jesus christ righteousness holiness yeah it will be credited unto you by grace justification will be justified i see this guy will you obey will you obey sin or will you obey what jesus says because that's righteousness and we carry on verse 17 but god be thanked that you are the servants of sin but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you i see this verse 17 is paul is crediting them now he thanks god that they used to be in sin but now they've obeyed that doctrine what is this doctrine it's the word it's the word it's it's the gospel it's the epistle it's the letters yeah where paul writes to them he says you know this this these letters were reading guys yeah like uh like uh efficient these letters used to be read in the church like second timothy yeah? this doctrine yeah that's the one you ought to follow you told don't do this don't go there you told do this you do it that's obeying yeah that's following what the doctrine the form we have been left because that doctrine is righteousness because it was inspired of the Holy Ghost and it is Jesus himself, the word. And we carry on. Verse 18. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Now you see this. But now you obey, it's, you become the servants of righteousness. Yeah? But now you see, if you're walking in sin, you're a servant of unrighteousness. So this has to do with obedience. Yeah? When you, you know when you're free of sin, you know, you're righteous, you're, you're obeying. I think this, you've, you've come to Christ. He set you free by what? He's given you a way to walk upon, to obey. Now you're free indeed. You're someone of righteousness. Then we carry on verse 19. I speak after the man of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye yielded your members, servants to uncleanness, to iniquity, into iniquity. Even so, now yield, now yield your members, servants to righteousness and to holiness. Give yourself unto holiness. What does Jesus say? Follow him. Give yourself to his words. Give yourself to his word to cleanse you, to make you pure by obeying the truth. You ought not to misuse the grace. Yeah. No, you're supposed now to obey, to come unto him. He's, he's shown grace upon you. Now walk. Now walk in the way. He's shown grace. He's forgiven you. Now walk. Because when he's shown you mercy, you see, guys, eh? when someone is shown mercy, eh? let's say, Let's say, for example, Johnson had done something to me. Then I show him mercy. Yeah? I show him grace. Yeah? He's not supposed to continue in that thing. You're not supposed to continue in sin. That's misusing. That's abusing. No, you're, now you're supposed to continue in what we had agreed. Yeah? In the righteous path, in the holy path now in Christ. Yeah? Continue with the right path. Yeah? You know, me, I feel like it's not, not even, it's not even abusing. The word, the word for this is just being foolish. Because I don't think the relationship between you and Johnson completely captures what we have with, with Christ, you know? Picture this. Christ mm-hmm. came to die to undo the works of Adam, which was bringing sin into the world, right? When he brought sin, he brought death because the wages of sin is death. So Christ comes, yes. take, delivers you from the power of the evil one, 
places you with him, right? Because you believe in him. Then he says, you've been made dead to sin. The sin that was, over, that was going through the world and was doing all these kinds of death and, you know, all this bad stuff, all the actions that people are doing, being insensitive, being thieves and killers and stuff. That was what was going on in the world, right? And that was death. Then Christ comes and takes you out of that nature and tells you that I have made you now, you've been made conformable unto my death and my resurrection. So Christ says that he died once unto sin and he rose again, living to God forever. So you being a Christian, for you to go back and do wrong things and obey the lusts of sin is being stupid. It's being foolish. For what reason exactly? Because that's not your nature anymore. Because once you choose to believe in Christ, you're made conformable unto his death and his resurrection. That is your reality. That is who you are. So act as you are. Don't decide to go and act as you are not. When you go there now, that's why we call it ignorance. So basically, me, I would put it best as being ignorant or being foolish. Because There's that's not your nature. Ignorance. It is in you to be dead to sin. God has made you dead to sin by his death and resurrection. So that is your nature, man. So me, I feel like this thing is not, it came with a nature. So it's, it's just have to obey. It has, it has to happen. It is bound to happen. It's destiny. That nature. As I told you, when you have the Holy Ghost, now you have the capability and the dynamics. Yeah? And that nature comes by his word, remember? Because when you have his word, it's in you, yeah? Because without his word, you have no direction. You have no way to believe upon. You have no way to walk upon, yeah? That's why you even see Jesus telling them, I will send you the Holy Ghost. He will help you remind you of the words that I spoke unto you, yeah? Why? Because those words you spoke, they were powerful. This was the way. This was the secret of being free. This was the way. Yeah. This is the life. Yeah. This is now the new nature. And those words Christ spoke, and these are the words we still have. Yeah? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is there. Remind you, to remind you, to bring unto remembrance. Yeah. Think that. To bring unto remembrance so you walk now upon. Yeah. Because without him, you, you, you can't even remember. Yeah. You just keep on walking in that lewdness and righteousness and holiness here. Yeah? So with the Holy Ghost, you have the capability and dynamics. Yeah? And there. Now you can walk. So we can carry on here. Yeah? Unless you're to continue, anyone else would like to comment or share. Yeah? Anyone else would like to share. Yeah? Yeah, guys. So we could carry on. We're just two verses away from concluding here. Yeah? Just two verses from concluding one verse 19 here. Yeah? I, sp I speak after the man of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye yielded your members, servants, to uncleanness, into iniquity and to iniquity, even so, now you yield your members. You yield your members, servants, to righteousness and to holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof? Yeah, are now ashamed for what? The end of those things is death. Yeah. I mean, in case you are ashamed, there is remorse of those things that you used to walk upon. Yeah. There's no joy in that. That which you used to do, that, that sin. Sins yeah, that you used to walk tread upon. Yeah. Of what benefit was there? 
but verse 22, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yeah? The truth. Yeah? It's through the truth, through the way. Yeah? Through the word, our Lord Jesus Christ. I think that. So, guys, have you seen that? What is the conclusion here? Yeah? You ought not to misuse. You ought not to say, I'm, I'm under grace, I should continue. No, God forbid. No. Yeah? You ought to walk in obedience. If you don't walk, yeah? You see, if someone might say that, and maybe they've not read the scripture, I'd call that, that's what you call what? They're incompetent. They don't know. They're unskillful. That's why they're immature. Hebrews chapter 5 says they're immature. Yeah? They're unskillful. But now... My, to the mature, yeah? you ought to walk. But then again, if someone knows, they've read, they, they've seen, yeah? you ought not to walk. Again, that's ignorance, yeah? And you know, God, uh, you know, God has given you the word, yeah? God has given you the word. So there's nothing like ignorance or there's, no, there's nothing like you didn't know there's, or there's nothing like you knew. No, it was there, it was written there. That's so why we ought to read and meditate on our word, yeah? I think this, you ought to read and meditate, yeah. Because God, God doesn't look upon ignorance. Acts seventeen thirty doesn't. You all know, all men accountable, yeah. And when we say God forbid, is no. You ought not continue. No, it's it's a no, yeah. So then shall we say no? You ought not continue. God forbid, no, yeah. So guys, uh, so it is the conclusion. The conclusion is you ought to walk in obedience, in obeying the truth. And you guys know the truth is the word, yeah. Because you are now servants of uh, righteousness. Yeah? I would like to conclude this verse here. Yeah? A verse we've, we've constantly read here. Yeah? A verse I believe now you know of here. Yeah? First Peter chapter 1. Yeah? First Peter chapter 1. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit and to unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Yeah? Purification will only come in obeying the truth. And you guys know the truth. The truth doesn't. What is the truth? The truth is Jesus, yeah? It's Jesus. Obeying him fully, yeah? His words, his ways, yeah? Remember that Jesus said, Jesus said, if a man love him, he will keep my words, yeah? The words of Jesus are commandments, yeah? So guys, that's why you find fulfillment. That's why you find purification in your soul. Because now your grace has been shown unto you. Now you're capable of walking, yeah? Yeah, guys, so I think that is the conclusion. We ought not to obey. I know maybe would like to ask, share, yeah, add, comment. Might not necessarily be related to grace, but you could share, yeah. And I would like to make any comments. Or question. Aha, mm -hmm. uh -huh. is waiting for questions. Yes, anyone would like to share? Teenage, teenage. Uh huh, guys. Anyone would like to share? Tell you guys, don't be shy. Yeah, that's not the thought of God. Yeah, be bold. You are of Christ now, yeah? 
is the boldness. Okay. Relationship. You ought to be born in Christ. Omoyo shares with us, Omoyo says, is it possible for one to be completely sinless? Yeah, it is. Yes. And I would refer you to actually one verse, yeah? Because, okay, this is a verse maybe I would say, I say quite a lot maybe, yeah? What was one of the reasons Christ came? Christ came that you could be free from sin, you could be dead, yeah? Remember First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, yeah? That was one of the reasons why Christ came. How are you sinless, Omoyo, yeah? You're sinless by obeying, yeah? Remember, you're sinless by obeying, and it is possible, because if we, if we believe the word of God is perfect, yeah? It's right, this is the truth, this is, a, this is God's word, yeah? Then it can cleanse us, purify us, yeah? By obeying the truth, you'll be sinless. Isn't that? I, mm, this is my if interpretation on this. You're asking whether one can be sinless. You being a believer in Christ Jesus and being born into his family, remember, there's no way you can be begotten from the dead and have sin. It's impossible. Because when Christ went to die, he was dead to sin. He died once. Mm. So once you are born into his family, you die like him. So once you choose to believe, you're conformable unto his death. And then you're conformable unto his resurrection. So you being in Christ, I believe I can say, I believe I can say that God does not impute any sin against you because it is in your nature that you're not sinful. But why would you go and indulge in sin? Now that's what we covered today. That you indulge in sin, why? You shouldn't, because you are dead to sin. So you shouldn't go and do sin, yet you have been delivered from sin because you're making yourself a slave of sin, yet you are not. That's why it continues to say you're no longer under the law, but you're under grace. So when you're under grace, you're not under sin, remember. You can't eat from two tables at the same time. So you, Wamuyu, who asked the question? It was Wamuyu, yes. Wamuyu, if you believe in Christ, you came into this family and you're born in Christ, born again, you are begotten from the dead as completely sinless. You are pure. Christ purifies you with his blood. But now you shouldn't go and inflict sin upon your mortal body because it is not in your nature. So that's where the reason why we should not sin comes from, your nature of being holy and blameless before him. That's why we have confidence that we can ask of him anything and he will give it unto us, as Hebrews says. So yeah, you're not imputed against any sin as you are when you're born again. But now it's up to you to choose to live in the newness of life. Now you have to, that's why you have to know. You have to know because you you your nature is sinless, but what are you doing? What are you practicing? Who is your master really? You know? So you have to live after your nature, which is going to do things that are of newness of life. The Bible says that keep thee in your mind things of good report. In your mind should be things of good report, things of honor, of honor and pleasure, honorable pleasure, meaning things that are good, not evil. So people ask me in this tent, you should live after your nature, live up to your nature, which is in Christ Jesus. So yeah, your nature is sinless, but you have to watch what you do. 
Okay, it's a good comment from Bernie's here. He said that uh, good thoughts. That's true. And remember, Christ said he's a good shepherd, yeah? There's none good. The only thing good thing is his word, yeah? Feel the, his word, yeah? That it's written, uh, I have hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee, yeah? That's a very good comment. Exactly. Yeah? Should keep the word. The word is the only thing that can prevent you from sinning. Yeah? Tell you don't do this, yeah? You're told don't. You, you don't. You don't do it, yeah? You're told to not lie. Don't lie. Because if you do, you'll be held accountable, yeah? I think that there are many, many commands Jesus gives, yeah? Because now you have the capabilities. This now this under your new nature, yeah? To walk in obedience, yeah? That's why this 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 a narrow way, yeah? Not many are willing. That's what Jesus says. This is a very narrow way. Not many people are willing. Righteousness is hard. Yeah, it's a narrow way. It's a narrow way. Yeah. That not many are willing to do, to deny their flesh and take up their cross. I think that, yeah. It's a narrow way, Jesus says. Yeah. We ought to walk. And it's very possible one more, yeah. Following what Jesus says, yeah. Following what Jesus, following the word, yeah. And uh, scripture will tell you, yeah, Psalms 119, Psalms 119, verse 9 to 10, yeah. I have heed, I have heed the word of my God, your heart. That's all where you can be sinless by following the way Jesus gives, yeah. But Jesus gave many ways. He said, if you want to follow me, deny yourself. He said, come after me, come. He said, follow, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say. It's, it's very possible. Through his word. Through his word. His word will keep you from sin. The word can either keep you in... Can, you know, the Bible can... You see, sin can either... <laughs> what am I saying? No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah? You can either... You see, you can either be in the Bible. You can either keep in the word and that will keep you away from sin or sin will keep you away from the Bible. Yeah? You see, you can either keep in his word. Remember, you do. Yeah, because remember, a person who does what Jesus says, you know, they can't fall. Yeah, a person who follows what Jesus says, you know, they can't fall. Jesus says, I'll show you a person who proclaims, calls me Lord, Lord, and hears my word and does. Remember, Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to 49, Jesus says, a person who hears my words and does is like a person who I was building a house and it, it built it upon a foundation, upon a rock. Yeah, when the storm and the floods arose and bit vehemently, that house stood. You see, there's a person who did. No, they're doing. They, he can't fall because he's doing. He's following the footsteps of Jesus, yeah? He's, he's following. You know, Jesus says eh? he walked in obedience, yeah? In John chapter 15, verse 10, yeah? He's following the Jesus, his footsteps in obedience, yeah? He can't fall because he's following the footsteps. Because he's obeying. And Jesus says there's another one. Who, who calls Lord, Lord, but he hears, but he does not do. He's like a person with no foundation, yeah? The storm comes and beats vehemently, falls. With a great fall, Jesus says, a great mighty fall, yeah? It's very possible. Walk in obedience. Jesus showed us the way. That's why he gave us. That's why we, we have the way. We have, we have the, his New Testament, yeah? His New and Old Testament, yeah? We ought to follow the, the command, his, his words, his commands, yeah? And his principles. Yeah, <laughs> guys, there are also principles from the old commandment here. Yeah? <laughs> we also have to follow those. Those are still there. Yeah, yeah? we ought also to follow those.
his way Jesus says yes Momoe what do you think maybe Momoe could, could share with us do you think it's possible to stay sinless okay yes but there's this argument i saw some people putting out whether they were like we fall short of god's glory so they try to mm-hmm. justify that they try to justify that in terms of that we can't live like a completely sinless life because we are imperfect yeah. in all ways so yeah that's a i asked a question yeah that's good that's another passage by the another verse that seriously misinterpreted yeah it's seriously misinterpreted that verse that we we have all mm-hmm. it says we have all yes for, for three no one has sinned romans 3 people usually 3. read that verse then stop there then if you ask them what it means doesn't say we continue to mm-hmm. to fall it says we have all sinned we have all that was our nature passed. before we have all sinned everyone was under the power of sin before they met christ no matter what you did even if you are an international missionary saving children or a serial killer killing people in the street who are under sin. That was basic. It was something that was under every single person. So they keep interpreting it as now that's, that's, that's the nature you carry on even when you come to Christ, which is complete. It's a lie. It's wrong, yeah? I'm all, yeah? It's possible by obedience. I don't know which Bible they read. It says obedience to his word. I don't know. Those, those are false preachers. That they completely don't understand that scripture says they go back to their vomit yeah second peter 2 says they go back to their vomit they, they can't comprehend righteousness yeah so it's very possible by obedience that's why jesus started his ministry three and a half years and the apostles continue this message yeah the epistles they told they keep on telling the people they were addressing yeah don't uh, telling them that we see the quarrels we see this behavior it's not compatible with that with the will of christ yeah that's why we have all this here to guide us lead us into righteousness yeah otherwise if if if, if the word couldn't keep us from sin you know there would have been left a note maybe in a verse that maybe someone could show me yeah? note that you see that you, you still continue in sin you know it, it's quite normal yeah? to fall to backslide no there's not even a single verse that says that there's, there's not one that says you can fall it's normal it's in your nature no what it says is obedience righteousness as we were just saying newness and righteousness holiness you know we're clearly told in titus chapter 2 verse 12 now you are supposed to walk soberly in righteousness and go in godliness yeah in godliness is in in, in the will in obedience to that which christ gave yeah But anyway, <laughs> anyone would like to share with us something they've seen. That's a serious doctrinal issue that we've seen. Anyone else would like to share? We have they a question. Might have. Yeah. This is verse of, I yeah. was shown today by someone, 1 John chapter 5, and I think it says that uh, not The world lies under wickedness. Mm-hmm. that not all sin leads to death like not all sin, yeah oh i know that you said first john is first john 5 yeah when your brother sins yeah that you should tell him if he's not committed the sin that hasn't led him to death yeah i don't know 
a country. Yeah, first John chapter five. Yeah, it talks about you know telling a brother. Yeah, this is what it telling says. a brother who has not righteousness is seen, and there is a sin not unprepared. That's what it says. First John chapter five. Yeah. All unrighteousness is seen, and there is a sin not unto death. Yeah, exactly. I think they. You see, we, we that's first John five. Yeah. That's first John chapter five. Mm. You see, the, guys, it's talking about the brother. You see, this is talking about correcting. This is talking about. This is talking about yeah. You should you see you see a person doing mm. sin yeah. It's like I see Johnson lying and he's not yet he's not he's not dead yeah. He's not died. This is physical death yeah. That's good. You should go and correct him yeah. There's a there's a chance, yeah. I know that it talks about a brother. That's first John five yeah. If I'm not wrong. It's it's, it's talking about you should rebuke that person. It's it's a good yeah. They have not yet died in their sin. You see they they are yet to die. They are not yet dead yeah. Not all that sin that has led them yet unto death, but it will eventually lead them unto death. Yeah. So um, the death. Uh, yeah. That was is physical. Yeah, those the physical. Yeah, a brother has not yet died into that sin. Yeah, physically. Yeah. Though spiritually he's yet dead, but now physically, yeah, it's good. You go correct him before now he dies. Now completely, yeah. He's physically dead, spiritually dead. Yeah. Go warn that brother. It talks about that. It talks about rejoicing. You can go and warn that brother. Yeah? I think I've seen that scripture before. Yeah? We ought to go and warn him. You have an opportunity. Yeah. So uh, that one was talking about physical. Yeah. Before that brother dies physically, because you know when you once you die physically, there is no redemption for you. Yeah. You're you're done. If you died in your sin, so go and tell that brother who's not yet died in the sin. Yeah. Give him life. And it says yeah. give them life. Physically, what yeah. I don't think they're talking about, about physical death. No, how do you give someone life? Remember, life is only Christ. You see, you give them the word, you rebuke them. As I said, you see, this is an opportunity to correct. Yeah. Remember, Second Timothy 3:16. The word is there to uh, reprove, uh, correct, and teach the path of righteousness. And once you do that. You're giving them Christ. You're leading them unto truth. When you rebuke someone, yeah, you're leading them unto truth, unto the holiness and righteousness. Yeah, because right now they don't have life. They don't have the word in them. They have sin. They don't have Christ because you know Christ is life. Remember, Christ is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Yeah, and remember, Christ is the word. So when you don't reprove someone, they are in their sin. They are disobeying. Remember, I told you, yeah, sin always has something to do with disobedience. Yeah. It has something to do with disobedience, failing to comply with obedience. Yeah. That's falling short. That's what sin is. Yeah? So that brother, reprove him, give him life, correct him. So, so that I would say that I was referring to. This is called death. Yeah. Mark, you know, reproof does not mean correct. Yeah. Reprove. Reprove, yeah. I said uh, reprove, reprove means and correct and teach. Reprove, yeah, yeah. Reprove doesn't mean correct. Reprove means to exhort, you know, oh. to excoriate, yeah. Rebuke. As I said, reprove and correct and teach the path of righteousness. So 
that would say it's physical death yeah so, have you and gotten that your name maybe you'd like to could clarify on that yeah? anyone else anyone would like to share I've understood. anyone else would like to contribute to share yeah anyone else would like something they have you would like to share yeah something you've heard and seen here okay okay you guys are good and i think one day i think we also need to have a study yeah where we look at some verses where people seriously misinterpret yeah I think maybe one day eh? <laughs> we need to look at I could show you guys serious 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 passages of people have seriously misinterpreted yeah there there's there are those which Christians have misinterpreted but now there are those serious ones where atheists and muslims and buddhists and all they've seriously misinterpreted yeah and I think one day we should look at that yeah I would suggest you know would like to what do you guys think on that yeah it's a good suggestion we should look at verses which are seriously misinterpreted i would really love that <laughs> uh, yeah 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 and uh, maybe I, i could share with you guys eh? very briefly let me share with you so you guys could note maybe you could also search maybe you could see eh? let me give you guys some of the seriously misinterpreted verses here yeah? the first one is uh, numbers chapter 31 verse 18 that's one seriously misinterpreted verse numbers chapter 31 verse 18 a lot of muslims in it is telling me that you know god allowed these people to rape these young women children yeah they call god a pedophile from that verse yeah seriously misinterpreted yeah that's one verse that's numbers chapter 31 verse 18 uh, a number of verse misinterpreted for these guys being pedophiles another verse that gives you guys yeah you guys could note this down yeah we we'll, we'll revisit them another seriously misinterpreted one is uh, which of the passages misinterpreted uh first samuel first samuel chapter 15 verse 3 yeah? first samuel chapter 15 verse 3 is another seriously misinterpreted verse yeah? where god was instructing saul to execute the amalekites yeah? i've seen some other mis misquoting yeah? i know in fact they say kill i've seen other i would say muslim muslims that i've seen saying this yeah? they say that you know In fact God doesn't tell them to kill Amalekites it says God kills those who don't believe yeah that's another misinterpreted verse seriously first Samuel chapter 15 verse 3 and another seriously misinterpreted verse is Exodus I think we should we need a whole session there are too many yeah? Exodus chapter 32 yeah Exodus chapter 32 from verse 7 to 14 Exodus chapter 32 from verse 7 to 14 where this is where God was going to destroy the children of israel yeah? his anger was fierce so people have seriously misinterpreted this here yeah? because you know moses pleaded with god and you know it's written there you find the king james text saying repent yeah but they don't understand the context of that yeah that's another seriously misinterpreted verse here yeah? numbers chapter exodus chapter 32 verse 714 we will do one day a session on that yeah all these verses and also johnson has shared here yeah? on judging johnson this one for judging but also another by the way i was just looking at uh, the ones that uh, non believers non believers say non believers there also those ones in the christian world view those ones for grace that's one we've gone through 
the one for judging here, yeah? also the one we've gone through here, yeah? and uh, many other, many other, there's in the Christian worldview, seriously misinterpreted verses. Yeah, and I think maybe one day we should set aside a session of that. So that's good. Anyone else would like to share anything before we conclude? Yeah, and no one else would like to share. And, and then, by the way, let me add, and then another seriously misinterpreted, ah, they just keep coming on, yeah? From there, again, from the non-believers is that Jesus was a cannibalist, yeah? You'll hear many things, and you guys, <laughs> you guys look at this, right? That when he, in his, uh, he told his disciples to eat, eat his flesh, they've come up with many ridiculous ideas. And the fact that the Gnostics, they have two ideas to that. They either believe Jesus, they seriously offer their bodies with from that, from his body, yeah, as well, just a seriously misinterpreted, yeah? the Gnostics, they believe that Christ's body was uh, was not human, yeah, then the other view on that was that Christ was what, it was a fantasism or a, or a real celestial substance, there's another seriously misinterpreted verse, yeah, by non-believers, yes. So I don't really like to suggest anything, any Bible, uh, Bible study we, we could discuss here. Yeah? Because these past few days we've been doing teachings. Yeah? Maybe if you could suggest a discussion here, yeah? we could go through a discussion or, or anything here. Yeah? Or anyone would like to share a testimony or a question they, they have. Yeah? Anyone would like to share anything? We have a question. Yeah. When um that says we are for by faith we are justified does it mean what comes first is it are we justified first then faith are we, mm -hmm. are we justified are we justified first then faith yeah. comes do we have faith then we're justified we come together as a package Faith and justification. Because remember, both of them come from God. Your faith and your righteousness and your salvation and your grace and your justification all come from God. You're the one given as a believer. So basically, justification of the brethren or being accepted into the beloved comes with your faith. That's why if you go back to um, 1 John chapter 5, if you go from verse 4, it talks about now that's how we have this confidence that when we go before him, we'll ask of anything and he will give it to us, give it to us because it is in According his will. Yeah, so they come together. It's a package. Faith, justice, and grace. By grace, he has saved you yeah? through faith. That's good, faith. That's good. But remember, faith without works is dead. Yeah? Faith without works is dead. Faith comes first. Even when a sinner comes to Christ, you know they have to have faith. Because if a sinner comes to Christ, yeah, and starts repenting, yeah, uh, they can't repent if they don't have faith, yeah? Faith produces repentance, yeah? 
So faith is first and uh, by grace through faith, then come in the works of obedience, yeah? As a result, now your faith, you proclaim your faith, now we, we have to see obedience there, yeah? We have to see the works, the obedience, yeah? Then now there's justification from that, yeah? From doing, Romans 2.13, yeah? From now doing what he says, yeah? What you do. Will you obey what he says or will you follow what you want to do, yeah? Your own will. We ought to follow. We ought not to follow the autonomous culture. We ought to follow the theos, theos, theocracy, the, the, theocratical culture of God's God's way, obedience to the way. We have the way from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Yeah, follow it. Yeah. But then again, I'm not telling you guys to follow the law. Yeah. I'm telling you to follow the way of Christ. Yeah. But then again, I told you guys. There are some principles in the Old Testament, yeah? You guys know that? There are principles, yeah? Well, I'm telling you there are principles in the Old Testament, yeah? There are principles like what? You guys cannot marry your brothers or sisters. You can't. Because it's there in the Old Testament, yeah? It's a principle, yeah? You guys cannot go showing your nakedness to your father, mother, brother, or sister, or anyone. Why? Because it's written there. It's a principle, yeah? So we ought to follow some. Some principles, yeah? Principles, actually, no, all principles, yeah? And uh, we will be justified by obedience. You know that? Justification comes as a result of obedience, yeah? Now you've had faith, now you have, by your under grace, now the obedience, the obedience is what is lacking, yeah? Obedience is how justification shall come about. But those stages before, faith, grace, uh, have to be there, yeah? They all lead to that obedience, yeah? Remember, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 9, it says, and he became the author of eternal salvation unto all those who obey him. Yeah? So those ones will be their grace and faith. Then obedience will be as a result of all those. Yeah? Then, you know, of course, if you follow, you know, after obedience, you know, there's salvation. You know, in salvation, there's sanctification, there's justification. Yeah? You've, you've been deemed righteous after all those. But obedience. Yeah? Yes. Yes, Fiona. Maybe uh, Brandis has told you, or anyone else would like to contribute to that, yeah? Is anyone would like to contribute? Maybe. Okay. So as Brandis said, it's all one package, yeah? All orders, they have all orders, yeah? Order one, order two, faith. Grace through faith, yeah. Grace and faith. Now it gives me obedience. I have the capabilities. Yeah, Fiona. Maybe, maybe have we answered you? Maybe you're still. Uh, it's not a good answer. Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still processing. Uh, of course, good thing. Meditate. That's what I told. Meditate on it. Yeah, meditate. Meditate on it for sure. Meditate. Yeah. So, anyone else would like to share a question or anything they have in mind? Anyone like to share? Excellent. Excellent. 
So all of you guys are good. Yeah. And we thank Jesus for that. So, and uh, when we conclude, guys, yeah, I will tell you, remember what Omoi will send, yeah? Guys, uh, please send, yeah? Contribute, help. And uh, we can conclude the uh, prayer that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. And may his goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. May you dwell in the house of God forever and ever. Amen. And they always, the anthem, yeah? Matthew chapter 7, verse 21-23. Not everyone who calls on him, Lord, Lord, shall be saved. But those who do, those who do. Guys, remember to do what Jesus says. Follow. Not just believe, but also follow. Eh? Luke chapter 6, verse 46-49. I think this has now become our daily saying, eh? our daily anthem. And it shall always become, till the day, we shall depart this earth, yeah? Remember to do. So guys, I hope you keep in his will, keep in his word, and keep in prayer. And I hope you guys have a blessed night with Jesus.